Welcome to episode 137 of the first 40 miles. If you're new to backpacking or if you're hopelessly in love with someone who wants you to love backpacking, then this podcast is for you. We'll talk about the essentials, how to lighten your load, and how to make the most of your time on the trail. I'm your host, Heather Legler. And I'm Josh Legler. And this is The First 40 Miles. Today on The First 40 Miles, how do you find people to hike with? We'll play a fun game today to see if we can answer that question. Then we'll review a three liter water storage reservoir that has a unique blasting feature. On today's backpack hack of the week, have you ever made up constellation names just to impress your hiking mates? Not only is that hilarious, but it's also avoidable. And we'll show you how. Then a little trail wisdom from a man who wished to live deliberately. All this and that's about it. Today on the first 40 miles. We get questions similar to this one uh, pretty often on our Facebook page and sometimes on Twitter. This was from Diana a couple months ago, and she said her youngest kid is heading off into the military, and now it's just her. And she'd like to go hiking, but she'd like to do it with others. And was wondering, how do I find people that I can meet up with to go on hikes? And I don't know that we have the perfect answer for that. And certainly, we haven't really experienced that challenge personally. Because we have these four kids that we take with us a lot. And we have our backpacking buddies on our annual trip. You know, a good half a dozen of these guys that we go out on backpacking trips with. We also have our scout troop that are sons are involved in. And so we've got quite a few things that keep us connected and quite a few friends that we feel like we could turn to and say, hey, you want to go backpacking or want to go hiking with us? But we realize that at some point in our lives, we'll probably be in a different circumstance. All the kids will be grown up and maybe others will have moved on and we'll be stuck with this same question of, okay, it's just me. How do I find people to hike with or backpack with? And I think it's such a great question that Diana is asking, because hiking is always a little more fun when you have someone to come with you. Even if it's someone that you don't know really well, you get to know them pretty well by the time that you're done with the trip. So today we wanted to play a little game. This is a little challenge. For today's top five list, we wanted to talk about the top five opportunities to build your personal hiking and backpacking community, but we're going to do it a little differently. It's going to be random. We have no idea what these top five opportunities will bring. So what we have in one little stuff sack here are slips of paper that have locations throughout the United States. And then in our other little stuff sack here, we have groups that are typically found throughout the United States that focus on hiking or backpacking. So we'll draw one slip of paper from each stuff sack and see if we can find a hiking community within a location. And what we did was we just cut up a map of the United States. So this really is totally random. So Josh, do you want to draw a location? Okay. And I will draw a hiking group. All right. Well, it looks like I have the entire New England area. Nice. We used to live in Syracuse, New York, and that's pretty much in the middle of this spot of map. Yeah, let's go for Syracuse. Let's go for Syracuse. Good old Syracuse. Okay. And I drew out a group hang on the hammock forum. Ah. 
I think we might have talked about group hangs on our hammock episode, but it's an opportunity for anyone, hammocker or non-hammocker, to come and join a whole bunch of hammockers. And so you can learn some new skills, you can be introduced to new equipment, and you're welcome to sleep in a tent. You don't have to sleep in a hammock, but you will have a lot of passionate people all around you telling you about the benefits of hammock camping. So let's see if we can find a group hang or some kind of hammock group in Syracuse, New York. And this is a funny coincidence because uh, Jonathan from the Hang Your Own Hang podcast lives in upstate New Uh... York, not in Syracuse. So (laughs) let's see what we find. Okay. So we're on hammockforums.net, and there's a place on there where you can find group hangs or it looks like other, what do they call it? Yeah, hangouts, campouts, and trip planning. Right. And so you click on your region, and we just clicked on the northeast. So it looks like a lot of the posts, they're looking for a place to stay, like suggestions for places in the northeast. But this can easily be a place where you could say, hey, I'm going to be hanging or camping in this area. Does anyone else want to join? So you might have to start your own thread and say, I'm interested in group hangs. I live in this area. Or, I mean, we're right at the beginning of backpacking season. I bet if you checked back in the coming weeks that you'd be able to find a lot more. Okay. So anyway, so this was our number one opportunity was hammockforums.net, finding a group hang. And I'd say with our Syracuse, New York test, it was a fairly unsuccessful search with the caveat that you could start your own thread and say, I'm interested in a group hang in this place. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's unsuccessful. I would say there are opportunities on the horizon. Opportunities for improvement type of, yeah, okay. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so let's try, between the lines. <laughs> let's try our next one. Josh is going to pick a region of the United States, and I will pick a hiking or backpacking community. Oh, all right. Good one. I got the South this time. Um I guess I should pick a spot. Let's go for the Ozarks. I see Arkansas right in my section of map here. So Ozarks. Okay. And I got the American Hiking Society. Okay. Let's see what we can do. You're going to drive this time? Yeah. Okay. So we're on American Hiking Society's website, which is AmericanHiking.org. And should we just put Ozarks in the search, or do you want to put a uh, specific city? I don't know. Did you want to look at their volunteer vacations, or...? Yeah, let's try volunteer vacation. And I do see a spot that might be down in the south. Um, We can search trips by state. Let's do that. Okay, we'll pick Arkansas. No events. What? Hey, this wasn't supposed to turn out like that. (laughs) This is supposed to be like amazing where everyone's like, oh, wow, I had no idea that there was that in this area. Okay, we're going to go back to the map of the U.S. (laughs) We have to. We got to find something on American Hiking Society. Well, there is a spot down there. It must not be in Arkansas, but let's zoom in on it and see where it is. Uh, I guess it's in Texas. Yeah, it's over partway to Houston. Well, I guess it might be a few hours away from Arkansas. It's the Trinity River National Wildlife Refuge in Liberty, Texas. And their next trail volunteer vacation is coming up October 15th through 21st, 2017. So I would say this is just about as successful as our first search, meaning 
Not as successful as I'd hoped it would be. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just real quick. I'm just going to search for American Hiking Society Ozarks. They have an alliance of hiking organizations. And there is the Ozark Society at ozarksociety.net. So the Ozark Society has a menu for OS outings, trip information and trip reports. And guess what? They're going to Utah September 23rd to <laughs> October 1st. What? If you live in the Ozarks, why would you ever leave? Well, so it means you could uh, meet up with people who also live in Arkansas and then take a big trip to Utah or Colorado. We are going on to the next one and we're going to see, we're going to have amazing success with the next one. Okay. <laughs> Ready? The okay. next one will be uh, where to find a hike in Utah. <laughs> <laughs> I have um, the Atlantic Ocean. No, <laughs> I've got Florida, South Carolina, Unless you want to go for Cuba, but that I think we were sticking inside the U.S. for this test, huh? Yeah, and this one we have to. If I when I tell you what it is, you'll understand why. Uh huh. It would be the Boy Scouts of America. Okay. If you're into hiking and you're into backpacking, one of the ways to get more of that is to volunteer with an outdoor youth organization. So, Boy Scouts of America. Are you going with Florida? No, I'm going with Somerville, South Carolina. Aww. Well, of course, we have uh, Troop 725 in Somerville. Awesome. Now let's see if they go hiking. Well, we do see pictures of scouts in the outdoors. It looks legit. It probably is pretty legit, yeah. It looks like a really active troop. It does, and they've got a photo gallery. Okay, but also we have the Coastal Carolina Council of the Boy Scouts of America. So that's the official BSA organization that keeps everything organized within that entire region. And so that's probably a good place to start as well, uh, where you can get information about being a volunteer. And uh, they could help connect you with troops where you live. So that might be a good way to start is at the council, unless you happen to know some of the leaders in the local troops. And Boy Scouts isn't just for boys. I think once they get up to varsity and venturing, then girls, typically, that's when they start participating. And they have girl leaders as well. I've been a Cub Scout den leader before, um, but I think women are also welcome to be leaders throughout all sure. levels of scouting. A scoutmaster or a, um, a venturing crew advisor. Yeah. Uh, explorer posts. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Well, that's a win. Okay. We'll, we'll count that as a win. Yes. Thank <laughs> you. Okay. Let's get our next one. Okay. Number four. The number four way to build your hiking and backpacking community is to go to Alaska. Oh, which is right next to Hawaii. Nice. Mm, nope. No, actually not on that map. Interesting. <laughs> not on this one. Okay. It's right next to San Diego. It's <laughs> really? just south of San Diego. Oh, wow. Yeah. Didn't know that, did you? No. Here's a good one. Hiking mm -hmm. clubs for seniors. Ooh, okay. Let's go with Ketchikan, just because it's going to be challenging to spell. And if we can't find something in Ketchikan, Alaska for seniors, can we please go to Palm Springs or San Diego, California and look? Yeah, yeah, it's on the map, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Disneyland is on there. I uh, know lots of... Retirees? <laughs> yes, live down in that area. So I know we'd be able to find a hiking club down there. I appreciate your um, your open-mindedness in looking for a hiking club for seniors in Alaska. Yeah, I'm not sure how many people retire to Alaska. I don't know how many people live in Alaska. Me neither. 
Well, I do see stuff about Ketchikan hiking trails. Through Southeast Alaska independent living. Yeah, but the problem is I don't see the word hiking in there. Mm. I'll bring it up. We'll take a look. All right. So they have uh, upcoming support group meetings for traumatic brain injury. And they have cruises on boats. But I don't see the word hiking anywhere on their homepage. But I know Alaska is a beautiful place. So definitely lots of hiking opportunities there. Maybe no hiking clubs for seniors in Alaska, but definitely hiking opportunities. Yeah. So the challenge is we're wanting to connect with others. Yeah. We, we know that all these places that we've looked up have places to hike, but do they have people to hike with? Right. Or a way to connect with those people? Obviously, there are people that go hiking. <laughs> okay. So I'm, I'm going to go with what you said. We're going we're gonna to switch it up and go to Palm Springs, California, because it is on the same cutout piece of map That's that right. Alaska's on. So we're not cheating too much. And there we have the Desert Trails Hiking Club and the Coachella Valley Hiking Club. So the Coachella Valley Hiking Club has a hike schedule on their website. I also see a link for uh, meetup.com. So we're seeing a lot more resources here. The Desert Trails Hiking Club also has a hike schedule on their website. And there we see several hikes that they've got coming up, ranging what, four or five miles with very little elevation change up to 12 miles with 2,300 feet of elevation change. So I think you could probably take your pick because we were looking for hikes for seniors. Um, so depending on what kind of physical condition you're in, yeah, you could go for that 12-mile hike or you could go for this four-mile hike that goes down a canyon uh, looking for flowers. So it's a flower hike, so it's a slow pace. You get to stop and look at anything. You know, a hike like that might be a good fit. So this is the Desert Trails Hiking Club? Yeah. That's a win. We'll call that one a win after we switch from Alaska to <laughs> Palm Springs. And if you live in Alaska, start a hiking club. Okay, is this our last one? Yes, this would be number five. And nice. I pulled up the Pacific Northwest. Oh. I can go, though, anywhere from Kings Canyon up to the North Cascades over to Nevada. Let's do Reno. Reno, Nevada. And what are we looking for there? Well, this is a little bit too easy. This is Hiking Club of Fill-in-the-Blank or Trail Association of Fill-in-the-Blank. And it looks like there's a Sierra Hiking Club chapter in Reno that puts their stuff on meetup.com. There's also a Reno Moderate Hiking Group and a Reno Hiking Adventure Group, and all of those are on meetup.com. In fact, there's a whole page for hiking meetups in Reno on meetup.com. Wow, that's fantastic. Then we've got the Great Basin Group of the Sierra Club based in Reno. And finally, on hikingandbackpacking.com, a list of Nevada hiking and backpacking clubs. I'm just looking over your shoulder, and there is a Google search result that says, Want some hiking buddies? Reno has many options. Okay, I guess I picked the right location. There you go. Reno. <laughs> Who would have known? Well, that was an interesting experiment. That was fun. I was hoping for more success. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> so if you do come up dry, and, and we came up dry on a couple of those, can we think of maybe some other ideas of how you could use your existing connections that you may already have to find some people to go hiking with? Oh, definitely. All of us have natural connections where we could simply invite someone that we know to come with us on a hike and 
if they're not into backpacking, it's okay. You start out small, start out easy. Right. The gateway drug is hiking, day hiking. (laughs) Yeah. Someone from work, school, church, your neighbor, a family member that lives close by, kind of maybe be the catalyst, the one that sparks their excitement about being outdoors and gives them the opportunity to go on a hike or a backpacking trip. Okay, so the list of resources that we went through today was, in random order, uh, the Boy Scouts of America. We could have also searched for the Girl Scouts. Hiking Club, using that as a keyword search to say hiking club and then a place or trail association and a place. Uh, Hiking clubs for seniors. Group hangs or other searches that you could do on hammockforums.net and the American Hiking Society. And then the bonuses that we threw in were coworkers, people you know through school, people you know at church, just doing a search on Facebook. There's one that we haven't talked about that would also be a great opportunity, and that would be any kind of trail repair group. I know hiking, American Hiking Society does trail repair vacations, but you can probably just contact any ranger's office and find out what they do for trail repair, if they get trail crews together that are unpaid and just want to do service hours together. The Washington Trails Association does that. The Pacific Crest Trail Association does it. I'm sure that the Appalachian Trail Conservancy probably does it. And uh, the one we did a couple weeks ago was from an organization called SOLVE, which is specific to the state of Oregon. So lots of opportunities that way. And that would be a great way to meet your new hiking or backpacking friends. For today's Summit Gear Review, we will review the Hydropack Trek Kit 3 liter. Now this is an ultra light water storage kit. You can store your water in there and you can drink it out of there. And it has a really cool feature that blasts water out of this water storage reservoir. So this reservoir is a little bit different than the kind that you would just stick in the sleeve inside of your backpack. This can be put in your backpack. It can also be stored in the water bottle pouch on the outside of your backpack or strapped anywhere on your pack. It has a couple of little loops on it so that you can hang it anywhere. The reservoir itself is pretty tall and narrow and it comes with a special lid called a plug and play cap. This cap will seal the reservoir, but it also has a place where you can attach on two different tops. One of those tops allows you to just drink straight out of the reservoir, and the other top is a tube, and at the end of the tube is a silicone squeeze bulb, which is pressure activated, which means when you squeeze it, water is going to spray out. So you can either drink out of this or you can use it to spray down your gear or spray yourself so you can cool down. So it's a really neat feature that gives a little bit more function to your water storage. And the nice thing about this plug and play cap that it has is that once you take out the tube or once you take off the drink top that it comes with, it's sealed up completely, so you won't have water leaking out. I think we alluded to the Hydropack Trek Kit 3 liter in another episode where we reviewed the Catadine Bee Free because this has the same threading and the same opening as the Catadine Bee Free filter. So you can take the Bee Free filter and you can put that filter on this monstrous bag so you'll have a filter along with the ability to store three liters of water. 
The Hydropack Trek Kit 3 liter is very similar to the Hydropack Seeker 3 liter. The only difference is that the Seeker is simply a water pouch with a lid. This is one step above that, or maybe several steps above that, because of this special plug and play cap that it has that allows you to switch up how you use the pouch. Uh, the pouch itself is made of ultra durable TPU and it's abrasion resistant. It's extremely tough and it doesn't feel tough. That's the funny thing about <laughs> TPU is that it's just so soft and crushable. It's really not, you don't think of tough when you feel it, but it's built to be durable and elastic. And that's really important when you're on the trail. This can also be frozen or filled with hot water. And one of the great things about TPU is that once this entire water bottle is empty, it can be completely crushed or rolled up and stashed into a pocket. So it crushes down so small. For mass, the entire kit here weighs 7.2 ounces, um, but you don't have to take the whole kit with you. If you don't think you'll be using that blasting feature, you just want to use it as a plain old water bottle, that's fine. You can leave that tube and the little squeeze pump at home. In fact, I think that's the heaviest part is the squeeze part and the tube that goes with it. So you'd be carrying something a lot lighter, but you'd be leaving one of the features home. Uh, for maintenance, as soon as you're done using the Hydropack Trek Kit 3 liter, you would need to flush it out with fresh water, clean it out. It is top rack dishwasher safe. You can also clean it with something called Bottle Bright, which is just a little tablet that you can throw into your reservoir and it will clean out the inside and prevent that weird filmy stuff that sometimes happens inside of reservoirs. For investment, the Hydropack Trek Kit 3 liter is $40. For trial, we took the Hydropack Trek Kit 3 liter on our backpacking trip to Tillamook Head in the spring. I think what I love the most about it is you get this huge 3 liter carrying capacity, but it collapses down when you don't need it. So it doesn't take a lot of space, but when you go to collect water, you can collect a lot of water. And that worked really well for that trip because we got into camp and then I had to find water. and. I ended up going down into a ravine because I heard a, a very energetic creek down there. And so I hiked down a little on the ridgeline and then I started going back, uh, you know, kind of upstream and down towards the creek as I worked my way down the side of this ravine and then filled up, you know, I had all my fingers full of water bottles, Nalgene bottles and everything else. But it was nice that I could fill up this Hydropack Trek kit, three liter, and get three liters of water in this thing and kind of lug it just under my arm as I was carrying all of these other water bottles. I only wanted to make that trip down to that creek and back once. And so I was really glad to have all that extra water capacity on that particular trip. Now the next morning, I hiked out to an overlook area to look out over the ocean. And on my way hiking down there, I stepped through this little trickle of water that I could have used <laughs> for filling up all our water bottles that would have been like 100 feet away from camp. <laughs> but I didn't know that the night before. And so I am grateful I only had to make that trip down to that rushing creek just once on that trip. One of the things that I like about this water bottle reservoir is that you don't have to drink out of a tube. Josh and I aren't big tube drinkers. It has a regular lid uh, orifice that you can drink out of. And when you want to stop the flow of the water, you just twist 
the top and it will um, secure the water inside so the water won't be leaking out of the top of the water bottle. So this orifice that gets put onto the top of the water bottle, it it connects to that plug-and-play lid that we talked about or that plug-and-play cap. It's a rubberized orifice, um, so that's what your lips are going to go around as you're drinking the water. And it essentially has two positions within the plug-and-play cap. Uh, the first click just gets it sort of sitting in there, but it's not going to deliver any water. And then the second position pushes it all the way in, and it's super secure at that point inside of the cap, and it has opened up the pathway for water to come out. So when you're done drinking, you want to release this valve to be back in the uh, semi-halfway installed loose position. So it's just kind of dangling there inside of the uh, plug-and-play cap, but it's not all the way in, so the water stops coming out. But it's convenient sitting on there so that when you're ready to drink again, you just push it all the way in to uh, cause the water to flow again. Just be careful when you take it off because the orifice, that rubberized orifice, will go flying. Yeah, it could end up in the bushes somewhere and you're never going to find it. And you don't really want to lose these pieces because they're not available for purchase separately as replacements. Exactly. Okay, well, on that trip, did you guys uh, play around with the squirt feature at all? It was a pretty cold, wet trip, so right. <laughs> we didn't. But this summer, I am so excited to use that squirt feature, that water blasting feature, because it would be so great for sharing water, you know, if you just want to squirt it in someone's <laughs> mouth, or for cooling down, or for washing off your gear. It's just, it's a really fun feature to add on to a normally pretty boring piece of gear. I mean, water delivery is typically pretty straightforward, but this just adds something fun and useful that you can use on a backpacking trip. For today's Backpack Hack of the Week, Google SkyMap. When we go on backpacking trips, we love to take a moment to identify constellations, stars, and planets. It's really fun to look up into the sky at night, you know, especially when you're away from the city and you're away from all that light pollution and you can really see a lot up there, but you have no idea what's up there. <laughs> and if you're like most of us, you look around and you go, oh yeah, I saw the Big Dipper. And you might even know that trick for how you can trace from the last two pieces of the Dipper on the Big Dipper, trace a line down to the North Star, and then that's at the end of the handle on the Little Dipper. And you might find Orion and a couple others, but there's a lot that I don't know about what's up there in the sky. So it's an app that you can download on Android devices. And then when nighttime comes, bring up the app and then just hold up your phone. And it's essentially providing like a virtual reality view, I guess, um, because it's going to show you the, the view that you're actually looking at in the sky, but with everything labeled. It's uh, pretty cool. So you can swirl your phone around, you know, way up high, down low, whatever, and look around and see, you know, the, the name of all of those different stars, constellations, and of course, planets. So, you know, you might check out and see Saturn. It even marks Pluto. I don't think you're going to see it, but it'll tell you where Pluto is. Uh, but some of those bigger ones like Jupiter or Saturn or Mars, uh, you'll definitely see those in the sky and you'll know what they are. Yeah, it also tells you where the moon is. Oh, cool. <laughs> Just in case. And unlike real life, you can point your phone down at the ground 
and it's going to show you the constellations that are visible from the opposite side of the world. <laughs> so you get that full 360 times three dimensions, whatever that is, view. Uh, now, of course, it's a Google app. It's only available for Android. Uh, there are some apps on the Apple iTunes App Store that do a similar thing. And we'll leave you today with a little trail wisdom from our good friend on the trail, Henry David Thoreau. He said, I wanted to live deep and suck out all the marrow of life, to live so sturdily and Spartan-like as to put to rout all that was not life, to cut a broad swath and shave close, to drive life into a corner and reduce it to its lowest terms, and if it proved to be mean, why then, to get the whole and genuine meanness out of it and publish its meanness to the world, or, if it were sublime, to know it by experience. That's it for today. Thank you for listening. If you've been on a backpacking trip, share your story at thefirst40miles.com slash story. We'll see you next time on The First 40 Miles. went to the Adventist website. This is a faith-based healthcare organization. Well, I meant to go to American Hiking Society. <laughs>